On this episode of ASAP, Casey and Joe talk to SA Multimedia Director Kelsey Storr about his 33 years as a creative at SA, making movie magic, and evolutions in technology. All that and more on this episode of ASAP. It's ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. And this is the theme song. And we don't have much time, just needed ASAP. Okay, thanks, bye. Welcome to ASAP. This is a Strategic America podcast. Um, I am Casey, here with... Kelsey. Kelsey. Joe. (laughs) And Kelsey is our guest today. And you are the multimedia director here. That is correct. And I know... When your title changed to that, you told me that you feel like you're head of the high school AV club. That's based right. On the yeah. title. People, I check out the projectors. And, yeah. <laughs> it's I important who handled all the projectors. <laughs> Splice those, get them to the right room, wheel them in. No, but you make magical things. Uh, yeah. Okay. I knew this is okay, Kelsey. This is what we have to tell. Our listeners, Kelsey's amazing, and he downplays his amazing. He's shaking his head no now. (laughs) Because I was like, you're the most interesting person, and we need you on the podcast. And he's like, I'm not interesting. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Because you are. I'm not interesting. (laughs) Kelsey, this is the first time I met Kelsey. I was at an ad pros lunch thing. I think it was, I think it's AAF now, but mm-hmm. I was calling it ad camp because we just had like a business person lunch and I was in school. And then we came touring through Strategic America and we stopped by your desk and you were adding sand. Oh, that's right. Now I remember. Okay. <laughs> no, hold on. You were adding sand to what? Uh, we were doing the TV spot for The Mummy. Yes. No, 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 no. no it was Treasure Tower. It was, that was it. something in the desert. It was Treasure Tower, and we were doing the, uh, it was a computer animated game that you would have to buy. You, you got the disc, and you played the game through that way. But the commercial was, took place in the desert, because the Treasure Tower was out in the desert, and we were doing the TV spot, so I got to do all the special effects where the sand and the tower, and the, it was all 3D animation and stuff. So. Yeah, so we stopped by his desk, and it's just like, Kelsey's doing this, and he's like, I'm adding sand, and I'm like... What? Yeah, it was a sandstorm. So yeah. it was all the dust, and it, but it was all done never, in light waves. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I'd never seen anything like that. And then he's just like, oh, it's no big deal. Even to students coming through, oh, it's no big deal. <laughs> You're adding sand digitally to a desert. It's no big deal. Yeah. You're literally just That's creating things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because what was fun about that, we had to put the, they shot it all on green screen and they shot the main actor, but then they just gave me that. And so the tower and everything was a 3D animation. So I had to stick him on the tower and then move a camera through a sandstorm until we got to him inside the tower. So it was a pretty fun shot. Sounds easy, right? (laughs) Yeah, super simple. (laughs) I laugh. Casey's totally right. Because I, so I've only worked with you guys both for like the last two years. And Casey, you worked with Kelsey for quite a while, right? Yeah, like 15 years. years, So so. you've Uh seen like all the levels of that. But, you know, in my, I don't know, seven years of working in the the field, which is not a ton of time, I haven't met anybody that was that nearly as skilled as Kelsey and as humble about it. So, yes, I'm not skilled. (laughs) I just, I always loved playing with stuff. So that's, I always wanted to do a little bit of everything. Yeah. I want to talk about how you kind of got into motion graphics, which... Um... Well, actually, I started as an illustrator here because that was the, like the first... When we, when we got the lottery back in 1989, something like that, yeah. 88, 89, uh, the first game we did was Cash Cows. And that's when I started 
doing big time illustrations for them and they were always these funny little animals so because we started with a cow yeah i've done alligators i've done rabbits and all kinds of stuff and that was airbrush that was all airbrush you know you'd work on a big 30 by 40 board cs10 illustration board and then they'd peel it off and scan it and make these tiny little three by four tickets and and there's no yeah there's no command z no, there's no one airbrush. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you screwed up, you had to start all over again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, those were the days. It but t- I know what inspired you to get into the entire field is yeah. the video. Yeah, this wasn't like when I was in college. It was yes. MTV was a big influence and it was uh, Take On Me Take on video me. from AHA. Do you remember that, you guys, you youths? Yeah. Google it. I oh, remember yeah. it because it was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, he goes, he turns into a cartoon, or she goes into a... Yeah, so it starts life, uh, real life, and then it goes into, like, sketched art. That's awesome. It was a very cool video, which kind of inspired me. So thank you, Aha, for inspiring Kelsey, because now we get his magic. That's right. And he's just shaking his head no, like, (laughs) like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) You told me a little bit of the backstory of that, too, because one of the things I was going to ask along the lines that Casey was saying, too, was kind of like what led you there. But um, you were talking about your process of like going to a couple different schools through the way, too, because you were going to start in like theater, maybe? Yeah, I started at UNI. I was going to be a theater major, and that was wrong. Um, So When did you figure out it was wrong? um, When I figured you could make a living doing it. (laughs) I was like, I want to make money. Um, but then actually I started commercial art probably when I was 10 years old. Uh, when I started, my parents bought me a painting kit and the first thing I would always do is like take stuff off of advertising. And I painted the little, uh, fisherman from the little can of tuna. What? Yeah. (laughs) So that was my first painting and starting illustration and stuff like that. But I was always fascinated by like illustration art, that kind of stuff. And then paper moon graphic cards. What are those? In college, they were really big. They were just like greeting cards, but they were all airbrushed, beautiful illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the kind of stuff that inspired me in college. I was like, well, you know, maybe I could do that. Yes. And then I uh, decided to go to School of Associated Arts in uh, Minneapolis from UNI. It was a fine art school, not my cup of tea. So then I transferred to Colorado Institute of Art, and that had an advertising design major. And that's how I You had a pet snake? I had a Burmese python, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And a tarantula. Oh, yeah. I forgot about yeah. the tarantula, too. Yeah. You have had an eclectic group of pets think, through yeah. the years, because Kelsey's got a couple big Mancoon cats at home, too, right? Yeah, now, and I've yeah. had dogs all my life. Yeah. yeah. And these are like cat dogs. Yeah, yeah these are cat dogs now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and once again, I'd like to remind our listeners that Kelsey thinks he's not interesting. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> just, just your average run-of-the-mill guy. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Not interesting at all. No, but I think it's super fascinating that, like, even as a kid, you were doing this. But no one ever really thinks, I mean, I can be an artist for a job. That I never was thought it. that. Especially in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, it was like, really? Commercial art is a, a job? I didn't you know. know about it until yeah. I went to college for the wrong thing. And then people mm-hmm. are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I, I like my history teacher, so let's be like that guy. Yeah, yeah. And then it, you figure out somehow yeah you go out there and you try it i, I started in a whole other world of like i was going to go down the room i never thought of it that way either and i changed mm-hmm. my major in college and then and realized well i'm gonna i'm gonna do something i enjoy and i thought that it wouldn't be possible to make money then we figured right. that out after the fact but yeah it's it's it, people don't think that when they're a kid but that's cool that you were working on those things that young and you've been with the company since the waterloo days right 33 years this september yeah wow what was it like when it just started out 
it was small. Uh, we were 20 people, maybe. Really? Uh, yeah. And I remember bringing in my portfolio and Mike, uh, Mike Schurz looked at it. And I, I look back at that portfolio now and, and it was terrible. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> uh, but Mike was the nicest guy and he gave me a job. And oh, my God. You know it's good. Kelsey's over here. No, no, it, it was wasn't bad. good. No, it's, <laughs> <so bad. laughs> it's not like the portfolios they come out of school with now. Well, no. no. Yeah. Because things aren't the same. Well, because everything was done by hand. I they, mean, have, they have Command Z. They have Command Z. <laughs> yeah. And so you started out in Waterloo and then you moved with the company to Des Moines. Right, in 1991. Wow. How's it been? So we're, I don't. I feel like we're changing all the time and growing, but we're up somewhere around 120 right yeah. now with employees. Because, I mean, you've seen essentially like 100 extra people come into the mix over 33 years. Yeah. How's that process been to see it grow and change and processes change? I've stopped learning names. <laughs> <laughs> I just say hi to people in the hallway now. Yeah. Yeah. I've stopped learning names. <laughs> how, how about like the scope of work, too? I mean, the clients, I assume, have changed over those years and things have adjusted. Well, we still have the lottery. Um which is great. Yeah. Um, still doing lots of stuff. Like, but we do a lot of different things now. Um, and I do more motion graphics now and do the things I love because I've kind of gone out of illustration. I still do that for the lottery, but. Um, yeah. It, it changes. You know, everything's more digital now. And, you know. And you're all, you just stay up on all the trends. I try. Yeah. What? I try. I, it's that's totally you. You do definitely yeah. ahead of like I. I always am going over to Kelsey to ask for it because I. I dabble. I dabble a little bit in that world. I do a lot of um, video production stuff as well. And a lot of times I go to Kelsey and I'm like, Hey, here's something we want to do. Like we did the holiday card a few years ago, mm-hmm. and he added in some like fake snow to it, right? So we were we were like, Here's how we're going to shoot it, but we want it to look like snow to transition mm-hmm. from one scene to the next. How do we do this? You know. So Kelsey's like, Well, I've got an idea, and he comes back later and plays around yeah. and show up with particular See, is, or something. And there's a thousand ways to do something and that's what it's kind of fun to figure out how to do that i like challenges like that you know he put tilda swinton on a stork for me the <laughs> other day. <laughs> yes i did <laughs> we do important things and that was a very important thing and kelsey did it and he even knows like there's different layers so you know if she's flying there's a blur and i'm like oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> it's fun yeah. yeah and you also brought the first computer into the office oh, yes yeah. that had to have been around 89 90 i started with a commodore 64 then i bought an amiga for myself and they had the, the very first animation pr- program you could work on but it wasn't truly computer animation you had to plot every point so if you were going to move a logo from here to here you had to put the XYZ points in to figure that movement for every frame. So if you're doing 30 frames a second, you had this huge sheet of numbers that were XYZ points that you actually had to plot in the computer. That would take you two weeks to do maybe five seconds. And we did this for Covenant uh, Hospital, and then they had to take the computer to the production studio they had to uh, connect to the monitor, but they could only use tape, so they had to frame dump one frame at a time to this tape. And you would always get glitches and things like that. It was just a painstaking process, like two weeks for five seconds, ten seconds of animation. You know? and it you was awful it. then. Yeah. <laughs> but you did it. What was the reaction yeah. from everyone when you brought the computer in? Well, we thought it was really cool at that time, you know, yeah. because we were still sending type out for typesetting. So yeah. we couldn't set type. We, doing layouts were, was terrible because you had to actually draw every headline by hand. You had to airbrush the, the mock-up because you didn't have the photo shot yet. So and you then, had to do, a, you know. 
Wasn't you had to cut out on yeah, that? Oh, yeah, you cut out the amber lift to do layers yeah. and frisk it when you're airbrushing. And it, it, it wasn't very forgiving. And you would spend two weeks just on a simple ad just to do a, a mock-up that you're going to do again because you're going to shoot it with real photography. You're going to get the typeset. Oh you're going to set it all up. And, and then we'd have art boards that were stored in the basement of the, the old Russell Lansom where we worked. And it's just, they'd, oh, can we reprint that job? Well, we got to find that artboard. And <laughs> hopefully the rats didn't eat it. Don't you know? we, do we still have your cash cow? I think we still have we, your... The lottery framed that... So they have it in their office. Yeah. 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 And I think we've got one down in our executive lounge. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. Well, yeah, not the original. We I guess, don't have the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's probably the worth so like much. 30, it's not worth anything. It's worth it, so yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth the memories, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but everyone was just like, oh, here's a computer. But were you tasked with figuring it out? No, actually, nobody wanted to do this. It was just, I thought that's the way it should go. And because Macintosh at that time was not a very good Macintosh, and it was around $20,000 to get a system in the office to set type and things like that. So I was trying to take it in a different way and just, because Amiga was a consumer base, you know. So you're trying to just push everyone forward. Forward, yeah. As you still do. Which, how long have you been saying we need to do more videos? And finally, everyone's like, we should do a video. Now we're doing too many. No. <laughs> I'm getting tired. That was going to be something I was going to ask you, too, is like, it seems, you know, you look back at the process and what it used to be um, for print or video and, and how that evolves. Like, I, I know the render process used to be crazy, too, but it, it seems like there's got to be uh, so much stuff being cranked out now compared to what it used to be, just because of the scope yeah. of what you can do. But. Um, I think it was probably... 2000, we did a job for lottery. It was uh, creating a 3D Powerball, but the average frame render was four hours for one frame. So I would set two or three computers up to do the rendering, and then I have to come back all in the weekend all the time to keep checking it. And then if a machine crashed, you had to figure out what frame it stopped and then reassemble. You know, it was terrible. Yeah. And the more detailed you got in your 3D animation or your, it, it just, I've had frames take 12 hours for one frame, you know. It's beautiful when it's done, but it's painstaking to get it. And now today it's, oh, you know, we're talking a minute for a frame, you know. Yeah, your whole project's been yeah, out yeah. And, and big projects maybe in a couple of hours. But yeah, yeah it's crazy. How Off much of a laptop, yeah. not this huge tower, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Which makes a lot of things possible, which is pretty awesome. Do you have do you have any favorite like projects outside of what you've listed already that you've been able to do, whether it's video or illustration or whatever? I'm sure you've done some awesome stuff for. Last. I think the favorite projects were uh, some Hollywood stuff that they did for uh, the lottery, where they did the Mummy, uh, the Scorpion King, and more recently uh, the Iron Man. Iron Man. Oh yeah. But doing the posters for that because it was kind of fun to have to get approval from Universal Studios and getting their assets and getting all their books to see how they did it and it was just kind of uh, kind of made you feel like oh i'm doing something big here you yeah know? yeah but and, and yeah, those were fun i i transplanted from out of market too so those those pieces you're talking about was that like posters that was just like yeah print, we did print the posters work? and then yep. we do our we do tv spots for all of those except we didn't do it for iron man i don't think we did TV no but spot. you did a super cool poster yeah, with like gold poster. on it yeah and, and they were all like stylized in those yeah. movie i mean they gave us assets but we got to do what we wanted okay. so that's what was kind of fun that's awesome. That sounds like a good time. Do you think we should take a break and throw it to Heath on sports and then come back? I'd like to ask you about some business jargon and a couple more questions. And All right. Okay, we'll be right back. 
This week in sports, the 2019 volleyball season is well underway, and it's been a year of firsts for your strategic Americans. It's the first year we've had two volleyball teams. It's the first year those two teams have played each other. It's the first year we've played a woman smoking a cigarello. And it's the first year we've managed to bring home an essay win the first five weeks of the season. Having two teams has also allowed us the opportunity to lose each of the first five weeks of the season. But this isn't the first year we've done that. Win or lose, we're making adjustments like a chiropractor. Only time will tell how the season turns out, but for now, time has run out on this Heath with Sports Report. See you next time. Thank you, Heath, once again for your sports knowledge and commentary. We super appreciate it. It brings a lot to the table, to the podcast. It's always Um, insightful. Very insightful. It was. I mean, it's nice when we can get them into the studio. Um, Right now, I just wanted to play a little game. Not really a game, but there's a lot of business jargon that gets thrown about that I don't really understand. And I try to work out and you don't really talk in business jargon. So I thought, Maybe if we all just kind of talk these things through together, we can help some other people understand what people are saying to them. Like, when someone says, let's take this offline, when you're talking to them face-to-face, what does that mean? Well, to me, it would sounds like a private conversation, but you're already talking to them. Yeah, so where's offline? It's out there. (laughs) Does that just mean let's go outside of this meeting room? And have a private conversation that nobody can hear, I guess. And it's off the record. Could be, yeah. Off the record is probably the the closest thing that I could think think of of, for something Mm -hmm. for them. Um, It's a paradigm shift. Well, it's changing perceived information. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. You're breaking from the norm, maybe. Have you ever shifted a paradigm? I broke a finger doing that. (laughs) (laughs) They can be heavy, I guess. I know, yeah. That was a big shift. It was a big shift. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, you know, people will say, well, you know, it's a paradigm shift. And I just say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would say say moments like Kelsey bringing in the the first computer was probably. That's a paradigm shift. I'd say that qualifies. Kelsey, you're a paradigm shifter. Well, thank you. You're multimedia director, paradigm shifter. Shift, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, go viral. I know what this means, but it seems like people don't know what this means. Well, it's just something that everybody wants to see, you know, or... Has anyone ever told you, let's make this go viral? No, they haven't. Oh. <laughs> Have they said, let's make a viral video? Yes, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And what do you do to make it viral? Um, I think it has to do it on its own. <laughs> <laughs> it has to catch it. <laughs> yeah, that's like the that's the whole whole connotation of being a virus, right? It yeah, just kind of spreads. It, it just, just spreads. spreads. Yep. Like yep. we can't. I just want you know we try our best. We would love everything to go viral, but we can't just say make this go viral and push a button. It has to be you know society, the internet. They have to want to see what we're doing to make it go viral. Right. I mean, and you can always plan stuff and you can try to make content that people will latch on to. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you're not going to force mobs. something. Yeah, yeah. Flash mob. Well, flash mob. 100%. That'll get you there. Um, what is a thought leader? Well, what do you think? I think it's just somebody that people want to listen to. That uh, they think, oh, he's the, the, the best guy to talk to about this. About... He's got the thoughts on this. this. Yeah, yeah. There are any thought leaders you track track around and follow in the video and illustration space? 
Casey is the only thought I'm, leader that I'm the I only follow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems fair. Yeah, I'm a big time thought leader. I'm, I'm going to put that on something linkedin maybe no i actually i don't know if i can put it on linkedin i don't think you're i think you're banned i think i am banned yeah. everyone connect with me on linkedin i'm out there you endorse me for thought leadership because i'm kelsey you can endorse me i can endorse you you can't endorse anybody else right no, no i got okay. banned from that yeah. mm-hmm. i was taking it too far yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is what i do as a thought leader <laughs> Sometimes it's what you got to do. You got to push, push that shift along. So I hope that's helped some people because I get confused sometimes. And then Kelsey knows I would say, I don't know what's happening. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and then I make people explain it to me in a way that doesn't use the jargon because. Yeah, I don't like the jargon. Yeah. Because I, mean, I, I don't know what's happening and I'll try to fill it in. But I'm like, I shouldn't really be filling in words. I'm a thought leader. <laughs> things, things get confusing enough without adding another layer of confusion onto it, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to shift a little bit here. I don't know if this is a paradigm shift. Well, okay. Let's make it one. Yeah, but, okay. but we talked a little bit about the like video and animation process, and Casey stole, told the story about your sand creation and all the other exciting things you do. Do you think, mm-hmm. like in the process of creating videos or animation, and you're working with clients, and you're working with um, maybe account services team members here, anybody... Or anybody in the general public, what do you think is like one of the least understood things about like what you do with video and animation? How long it takes to do something. And when somebody makes, I mean, changes are good because changes make it better. But people don't always realize, oh, if I take this out and do this, you just added four hours to just that little tiny bit of work. And, you know, so things take a long time, you know, especially when you're working with motion graphics and it's tied to music and it's, you know. It affects everything. You move one thing, it affects everything. You're not hitting the beats then yeah, that you've already yeah. put into place. Yeah, especially like in a lot of the work that you do that I've seen is like you do those composite like motion graphics and there's so many layers just like for folks kind of like the really, really intense, deep Photoshop type projects or, or well, layouts or whatever. 50 layers of keyframes and if you move and change the timing, everything has to move with it. So if you leave one thing behind, you don't until you render it, you don't see the flow is not right now, you know. And you got to go back and search through all that 150 yeah. things. Yeah. and. Yeah, that's that's one thing on the editing side too that it always seems like it's like yeah, it's not. It seems very simple. But right. It's not always as simple yeah. as it seems. Is it, it simple if people just say simply remove this? Does that make it simple? Oh, that makes it better. Oh yeah, generally. Okay. Why should you think of that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a thought leader. I just thought of that. <laughs> just just simply. That delete. Yeah. <laughs> Has that gotten any easier over the years? Like, I mean, so when when we were talking earlier, you're talking like four hours for a frame render. Yeah. I mean, it, has it, I mean, time has gotten better. But I mean, we're talking now of the average for like a, a minute video that's all motion graphics, a good 40 hours, 40, 50. Depends on what kind of animation and what you're doing. Uh, sometimes things don't work. I mean, it's all experimental on you know, some of this stuff, and it just depends what you're doing, you know. Yeah, but when, it is better. It is better than it used to be. And with that kind of stuff, when you're literally creating something from nothing, mm-hmm. like you sometimes, yeah, you don't know what it's going to yeah. come to be until you get in there and are working with it, and you're like, yeah, this doesn't feel like I thought it was going to. This has been a great conversation, Kelsey. <laughs> I, I know Kelsey was very apprehensive about this, and, we had a t- and I super-duper appreciate you coming on because Absolutely. you have to just embrace your interestingness and... Okay, he's embraced it. Um, so I just want to sign off by just thanking you for continuing to move the agency forward with your creativity and curiosity and talents. 
And thanks for being on the podcast. And thanks for sitting by me and making every day better. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You'll hear us next time on ASAP. ASAP, a Strategic America podcast, is produced inside the walls of Strategic America, a marketing agency located in West Des Moines, Iowa. Visit strategicamerica.com slash ASAP for more.